more of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. It is five minutes after five. Good morning, everyone. Good to have the pleasure of your company this morning. 22 degrees, as mentioned in the news in Sydney, uh, 23 in Newcastle and 23 in Brisbane as well. Forecast looking a lot better than yesterday. Sydney Harbour, Pittwater and Botany Bay has come up with westerly, about 10 knots becoming northeasterly in the middle of the day, then becoming north to northwesterly by evening seas below 0.5. And offshore, west to southwesterly, 10 to 15 knots becoming variable, 10 knots in the middle of the day. Seas around 1 metre decreasing to 0.5 during the afternoon. Of a southerly swell, 1.5 to 2.5 metres and a sunny just taking a look at the uh, weather radar at the moment, there is just a little bit of drizzle around uh, the Newcastle area. Then it's pretty much uh, clear all the way up the coast, and I mean all the way up the coast till you get uh, north of Gympie. Down in Hobart at the moment, it's 9 degrees Celsius. Time to say good morning to Alan Blake. How are you, mate? I'm good, Grant. Good morning, everyone. Lovely day. Does it feel like 9? Yeah, it's not too bad, actually. Not, not too, too bad? bad. Very black down here, very dark. Very dark. And that's good. <laughs> you know, it's good. It's good. Wind wasn't too bad yesterday. It was a little bit chilly, but uh, nice down here. And for those that have just tuned in, no Kieran today. He's uh, jumped onto the sick list. Uh, and Alan, uh, Alan is. Well. I'm starting to take it personally, Alan. I, I, I made a note that uh, I might need some new deodorant. <laughs> we did tell you. Now, you are brought to us with the good wishes of blakesmarine.com.au and you've got a a Stasa special on this week and it's not the one that we've been talking about. Kieran has sent me through another one. Hopefully it's the right one because I've been spruiking it all morning. Uh, (laughs) If if it's wrong, I apologise, but uh, that's the one I believe and and that's not a bad product. That's Fortune on Rampage, which is an open boat. Um, good things, you know. If you want just a fishing boat with a with a floor in it, a couple of thwart suits in it, and a bit of a casting deck on the front, at um, plate sides, uh, on trailer, rego safety gear, and um, we knocked a thousand dollars off for uh, for the high tide listeners. So instead of eighteen nine ninety, it's seventeen nine ninety. That's too easy, isn't it? Yeah. I, I meant to ask you too. I, we, I sent you during the boat show, and I know you would have been busy. A, a YouTube link to extreme boating. Um, I don't know if you had the chance to uh, have a look at it. It's a, it's a guy from South Africa that films all the charter boats going out off the beach um, in various swells, which, oh, the skill level is phenomenal, but count me out. <laughs> yeah, I'll pass on that. If you're going out a charter boat, you're paying for the day. I don't need to pay for those sort of experiences. Unless, look, there's nowhere else to go, and I'm sure Laurie will talk to her in a minute. Uh, we'll back that up type of thing. The level some people will go to to get out fishing because they don't have any other options. There's nowhere to launch the boats. No, and I think that's the case down there, and they're very, very skilled operators. Yeah, and they, they're taking whale people on whale watching tours out of there. It's, <laughs> you, you, trust me, if you've got YouTube at home, go and take a look. Extreme boating. Um, it, it's done, it's, it's over from over in South Africa. A very pleasant guy who hosts it all and knows everybody that's going out. It's, uh, but yeah, on, on the big swell days, it's, uh, yeah, forget that I will pass. I'd Let's, like to know what their insurance premiums are. Oh, it'd have to be high, wouldn't it? It'd yeah. have to be high. I, yeah. And I know people that have done it. I would just pass. Let's find out what Laurie McAnally thinks because he's online. Good morning, Laurie. How are you? I'm very well, Grant. And good morning, Blakey and all and listeners. What about and you? I, would you I, like to do some extreme boating? I've been there. I've fished out of South Africa quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, nice. 
Is it as hectic as it looks? <laughs> yeah. It's a bit frightening. But um, I wouldn't do it. But I've, No, no, I've fished out of there on pretty good days. I didn't, none of the days we went out looked like that. But uh, they fish out of these seven and eight metre tinnies with twin outboards. Is that what you're seeing? Is that yeah, sort yeah, of boat yeah, you're looking yeah. at? And they launch off the beach. It's all pretty good, yeah. I was not overly concerned. The people who seemed to know what they were doing, and we caught plenty of fish. What, what was more concerning, I went shark diving over there. That was um, that was all pretty good. I, I, I did that with the uh, guys from the Australian rugby team. Well, they've got so, good numbers uh, there over there with sharks. Uh, they don't anymore. The, uh, the uh, killer whales have thinned them out over there. Oh, nice. The killer whales have taken the nibbling the white sharks and eating their livers. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can see that on YouTube too. I'll probably pass on that one, but I'll take it on there's advice. Quite a bit of, there's quite a bit of footage on it. There's really? Okay, of, I will of, go look. A couple of killer whales have learned how to knock over the the, uh, the white sharks. But no, we had, a, we had a dive and we had five white sharks, but the, the, the actual fishing, for people who don't know out of South Africa, is great. Oh, yeah. We, we caught some lovely fish. So, yep, we've got to go. Well, my, my, my nephew is married to... A South African lady, so we were over there for that. So it was all good. Look, it's it's good fun. Yeah. So, but uh, I've been fishing here. I fished in Mundara Dam yesterday, so at Mount Isa. Ooh. And and it's just starting to warm up, so the barramundi are just starting to bite. Oh, that's so, right. You're uh, on the dinosaur uh, search at the I'm moment. I'm on the dinosaur trail. Yeah, we've got, mm. I've got I've got Riversley and Hewenden to do, and uh, not Riversley. We did Riversley yesterday. I've got uh, Hewenden and Richmond to do, and then we start tracking home. I'll be on the, I'll be on the Gold Coast. I'll be the Tweed when you uh, on next Sunday, and then I'm home. Nice, thirteen degrees in Mount Isa at the moment. Exactly that. I was going to tell you, twelve was twelve when I was sat in the car. It's now thirteen, but it's good. It's crispy. It's been thirty-three up here some days. <laughs> How's so, that feel, Al? <laughs> I like thirty-three. It sounds yeah. nice. I'd like to be there, Laurie. I'd like news from Richmond. Hey. Did you get out to Richmond? That's next. That's Monday. I'm in Richmond Monday. Monday, oh, Tuesday. Beautiful. And then Hewenden. Okay. Yes. And then home. But we found out the sort of route we've taken home. I've got to change a little bit because it's all dirt. And poor old Commodore. I don't know how much dirt and corrugations I can give her, but I've I've fed her about 500 k's of it this week. So <laughs> <laughs> She's still going. <laughs> Good. Um, but no, we've had a, we've had a, a very good trip, and uh, I fished in the Warrigo River. Not Warrigo River. What did I fish in? I fished in at a place called Apex Park, at, at coming out of Longreach. There's um, three bridges across the river in sort of fairly quick succession. So I thought one of them's got a. Surely there'll be some yellow belly around the pylon somewhere. So there was. I got over three days. I got about seven yellow belly, and I don't know how many carp, but I got plenty. Um, and a few other bits and pieces, a catfish and some things. But no, it was all quite good. I had the I had the fun of two blokes talking to him. He's telling me that the fish don't take lures there. No, no, mate. <laughs> yes. no. no, they don't get a lot of lures. No. Did they know who they were talking to? <laughs> they, they had nothing to do with that. No, do you know who I am? Anyway, no, no, I don't have to say that. You never have to say that. <laughs> no, no. I'm anyway, and, and uh, I, I'm just fishing with a little vibe, and Yellow Belly love vibes. So I'm bouncing the vibe around the around the pylons of the bridge and this like, no, nah, don't catch him on lures here, mate. Nah, nah, I'm worms, you need worms. Anyway, as soon as he said it, <laughs> 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 is that right, mate? <laughs> so 
Well, I caught two. I caught two while he was standing there, and I, I let him go. He said, well, you don't want to eat them? And I said, uh, no, mate. <laughs> I'm eating at the club tonight. I'm, I'm fine, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'll have to tell you, when you're travelling with your wife, the last thing you need in the car is a, a dead fish in the back. <laughs> or in the, Even in the esky, it's not welcome, apparently, so... And yellowbelly do for those listeners who yellowbelly do taste all right. So, but where these were coming from out of a billabong, I've got a suspicion they'd be fairly muddy. Yeah. If you catch if you catch yellowbelly in clear running water or in some of the big open dams, they're pretty good. But out of muddy muddy billabongs, are uh, not so good. Yeah. You do get some you do get some mud flavour no matter how you cook the fish, or you have to use a lot of curry and chilli. Yeah. So I'm not a, I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of that taste. That that's my biggest problem. Uh, give me a give me a nice big saltwater fish, beautiful clean fillet. Yep, lovely. I'm with you. I'm with you. And and I'm, I don't mean to talk down on freshwater fishing in any way, shape, or form because uh-huh. a lot of people have a lot of fun out of it and they cook up great meals, but just not to my taste buds. Uh, <laughs> it's like a coriander thing, isn't it? There's, you either love coriander or you hate it. Uh, I love coriander, but uh, trout and redfin are probably the two best freshwater fish. Oh, Julia will eat a catfish. Julie likes caddies. But it's just look, it's a yeah, matter of taste. Oh, the, the fish we catch, like we we do catch yellowbelly at, at home in the Maclay River after floods. They get in there from the farm dams, and you catch a yellowbelly in the crystal clear waters of the Maclay up upstream, and they are a thing of they're absolutely sensational. Yeah. They're as good as any fish. But yeah, the ones you catch out of a muddy pond, no. <laughs> anyway, hang on, freshwater barra are not that good. You get a barra out of the freshwater up here. And they're the same. They're they're not that tasty. They look terrific, and they've got fish in this dam that I'm about. As I said, I'm going to drive out there in a minute. Mundara Dam has uh, plenty of, plenty of barramundi to uh, 25 kilo, so um, there's, it's a, it's a good stock fishing spot. They have all been stocked, by the way. It's a town water supply, so uh, but the fish were put in there by the local fishing club, and they're going really well. Just trying so to that, find that, it on the on good. the map. Oh, yeah, I can see it. Yep, yeah, I can see it. Beautiful. 17K out of town. It's a big dam. You're allowed, you know, it's not like Prospect Reservoir. You're allowed to water ski. You can take your boat out there. You can have a great old time. Yeah, because the people up there are probably sensible. They're quite sensible. Anyway, I'm looking at the time because I went over last week, so we better take our break and I'll give you a fair income fishing report. (laughs) We shall do that right after this break, 16 minutes after five. Every eight minutes, an Australian is diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. Being overweight and inactive significantly increases the risk of developing type 2 diabetes and other chronic conditions. Walking regularly is the best exercise because you can easily build it into your daily routine. So let's get walking every day. Friday, 1st of September, is Diabetes Australia Walk to Work Day. Join the walking class and learn more at walk.com.au. G'day, it's old rivals Ben Hennett and Josh Morris. At Coates, you can hire whatever you want for the job, like a floor grinder. Or a floor stripper, eh? Or a road saw. (laughs) Or an excavator. Or even a power drill. What is that? Okay, Josh, you won this round. Hire any equipment for any job. Visit your nearest Coates or Bunnings Warehouse. Coats, equipped for anything. Relax and unwind before you take off when you stay overnight at Ridges Gold Coast Airport Hotel. Located just a minute's walk to the terminal and a five-minute stroll to the beach, Ridges Gold Coast Airport Hotel 
is your perfect home away from home. Enjoy a sundowner and meal at Ridges Rooftop Bar with views along the Gold Coast beaches and the hinterland. Visit ridges.com or you can call 07-56198-198. The world needs natural resources to build and power our future. For 25 years, Glencore has mined the coal, metals and minerals that advance everyday life, that power our homes and businesses and are used in almost everything around us, from electric cars to smartphones and smart homes. Making Glencore one of the world's largest mining companies you've probably never heard of. For more, visit glencore.com.au. Glencore. Advancing everyday life. If mild arthritis or other aches and pains are getting you down, it might be time you did as others have done and try Arbor Vitae Joint Health. Others just like Tracy. It's like a magic potion. I'm able to work with no pain. No stretch of the truth. It's worked. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Go to Arbor Vitae. That's A-R-B-O-R-V-I-T-A-E dot com dot A-U. Or you can phone Arbor Vitae on 1300 879 863. With a few simple clicks on the Finance Easy website, you can borrow a serious amount of money without even leaving home. They make Finance Easy, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. Applying couldn't be easier. Just visit the Finance Easy website, provide a few details, and they'll take care of the rest. Go to financeeasy.com.au or call 1300 003 003. Australian Credit Licence Number 392182. News, Sport, Talk. 2SM 1269. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. It is 19 after 5. The weather not looking too bad out there today. Well worth getting out and amongst it. And if you're off tomorrow like myself, (laughs) it's going to be absolutely gorgeous. Question is, where do we go? Time now for, quote unquote, the Fair Income Report with Laurie McAnally. (laughs) (laughs) It is a fishing show, not not the Laurie McAnally travelogue, really. (laughs) We don't mind either, especially if you're pulling in yellow belly and stuff like that. We we can work with that. I'll be I'll be more interested if I can get a decent barrow this morning. There's a lot of I went out where where was that fishing yesterday? We saw well we caught three or four um, uh, sooty grunter. For those who don't know, they they're not edible or basically not edible, but they're great sport fish. They call it the freshwater tractors. So we caught them to about a kilo yesterday. We got the, well I got three and Julie got one. So yeah, so she even she had a throw yesterday. So but there's. Um, there was quite a few follows. I got a lot of fish behind the lures that didn't hit. So, anyway, I'm changing to it'll be all big lures this morning looking for a barrow. But there's deep rocky shores. There's a lot of grass, sort of uh, uh, lily pads and things grow out in the bays. But all of the points seem to have rocky shores. So I'll find a nice deep rocky shore and go and give it a throw. Put some six inch lures on it and go and have a throw and see what happens. Mate, lures so, don't work up here. No, they do here because this water's clear here. They're very popular in, in Mount Isa. And I am amazed, and Al back probably may have seen some of them. You should see some of the rigs, Al, that go up to the Gulf. To oh, yes, Gulf what country. amazing. The what boats, amazing. they're fishing. Well, there's one right in front of me here, five and a half metre uh, boat with a 115 on it and dual axle trailer, but with, um, a rib- you know, where the suspension is sort of counter-opposed, uh, I don't know what they call it. It's got shockies on each end. Oh, okay, Proper yeah. Shock absorbers. Yeah, full offshore, a full uh, off-road setup. Yep. 
full off road, you know, ten inch yeah. or eight inch wide tires. And yeah, and and, uh, and 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 I'm I'm talking about an engineered trailer, not um, not a, not a trailer that you just pick up and hook on the back of your car. This thing, somebody spent some real money. And what they've done, they build a little frame over the back of the uh, above the boat, a second tier, and they put the, one of those camp, you know, pop up camp bed things on it. Okay, yeah, like you put on the so back they, of the ute. And then and then the ute has got all the. Uh, uh, the chiller box, the, the stove, the whatever else it is. So, but these guys are obviously really kitted up for you know. They obviously drive up there and stay there. They don't, you know, they're not going up there for three days or five days. They're they're going up there for a month or two. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, they, they, they're out enjoying Australia. They, no, they haven't looked these people. Yeah, but there's there's plenty. I'm I'm surprised how many of them there are. Even at Longreach, so coming there was quite a few coming back or going up yeah, last week. And probably a few every day. And um, these people spend some genuine money on their boating, let me tell you. So, anyway, good to see. Good for your industry. But as I said, no, the last time, too, Al, the, the best thing you want to get into is farm machinery at Dalby. You know, there's banks and banks and banks of them. They're a million bucks each. You know? <laughs> I don't know how many you have to sell to make a living, but it looks like, you know, the salesman's commission would be pretty good. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they're uh, they're amazing. All that stuff they need. But how did they do it all years ago without having all this machinery? Oh no, no, no! Australia, we we don't realise how you know per per person we're very efficient on broadacre farming. We're we're very yeah, clever. Right. But just with well, it's all done with horsepower. That's, That's right. you know, horsepower and mechanisation. These you look at these you know the air pressure planters and that that you know they're sowing seeds at the rate of about. I don't know, twenty thousand an hour or a minute or whatever it is that they take, but it's all done with compressed air, and it, yeah. and it puts in a, you know a puff of fertilizer and a wheat seed into a little hole. They're pretty clever. No, oh, yes. The engineering is clever. The farmers may not be, but the engineering. Is. <laughs> <laughs> but years ago, that was all done by hand, Laurie. Oh yeah, no, I've seen it in when I was in Asia. I've sort of seen them planting rice. Yeah, yeah, I saw when I first went to Korea in eighty five or eighty six. Driving in on the plane, there were people, young ladies who were expectant, punching holes in the ice and binding their legs with cloth so that they could go and plant the spring rice. We were there on the 28th of February. I can tell you what yeah. day it was. So. And, and Laurie, being a genius, arrived from Australia in midsummer in a pair of slacks, uh, a cotton shirt and a light sports coat. <laughs> yeah. And as the plane came in, the guy said, you know, we are soon to land in Seoul. It is a minus of seven and snowing. <laughs> and I looked at Julian and I went, gulp. <laughs> I've got this wrong. I didn't check the weather. I never thought, I didn't even think to check the weather. <laughs> I'm guilty anyway, of the fishing. same. I'm guilty of the same. Anyway, fishing, fishing, fishing. Southwest Rocks fishing. Um, uh, like, as forecast last week, good runner kings at Fish Rock, poppers and jigs. Um, so, uh, Unfortunately, you're not allowed to use bait within 200 metres of the rock, as people should know, and you will, they will book you if you do it. So uh, there, there is um, uh, plenty of kingies around, and they're, they're pretty receptive. Not as bad as sharks, certainly not as bad. Although the big entertainment this week, one of the pros who allowed fish with lead lines had an 8-kilo kingie eaten by a black marlin, or by a marlin, we don't know what sort of marlin, just a big one. And he's, he's, he's running around with this... Great big marlin towing him around with a the, the kingy on the outside of the marlin's mouth with, with the hook in the marlin, 
And, uh, yeah, so it must have been a fair mile to pick up and hook up an eight-kilo kingy. So, uh, and, and this poor young fella, young Simon, hanging on for grim death. <laughs> anyway, eventually they parted company, so he broke it off. Um, but there's been a few other marlin and yellowfin out on the shelf, so it's, I don't know what, I, I don't think it'd be a blue marlin right in a fish rock, but it could be, but a very, very big fish, 200 kilo sort of fish. So, but yeah, plenty of kingies. Uh, there's even a few kingies over at Black Rock and under the light at, um, uh, under the under the light at uh, Smoky Cape itself, there's a few kingies, legal size kingies there as well. So there's, that, that would be your best bet for this week. Bottom fishing been a little tiny bit slow, but not bad. Quality's still there. Trag and snapper uh, been the main two, and a few tuskies, a few pearlies. So you can't, you still can't fish out wide because of either a the current or b the leather jackets. So that will pass. Another probably another two weeks, the jackets will move on. As soon as the water temp picks up a little bit, they go. So so that'll be all right. On the beaches, brim and tailor still to go. Tailor along the rocks and drummer on the headlands. They're still they've been there all winter. Been a really good tailor year, though. I think right up and down the coast, from what I gather from everybody, it's, there's, there's been really nice um, tailor to two kilo. Some days they, you don't get a heap, but some days you do. And uh, in the river, there's been ludric on the on the break walls. Again, they've been pretty consistent, but no great numbers. But you can you you will always get it if you've got decent weed. You'll get your four or five every day. There's been some nice brim, and that's about it. The rest of it's tapered off pretty. Uh, Pretty quickly, there there hasn't been much Mulloway caught this week because of the weather and the tides, and uh, uh, the flathead seem to have gone quiet finally after probably one of the best seasons on record. So it's all right. We'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll sort it all out when we get back next week or the week after next. But, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be as I said, I'll be in, I'll be in beautiful tweed heads. Hopefully, the weather's nice on Sunday. The weather here has been crispy mornings, but magnificent sunny days. We haven't. We've barely seen a cloud in the sky. So, And if you ever, for people who want to come up, it's just worth the trip. Bring your kids. There is so much of Australia to see that you don't, uh, we don't appreciate. I've got a friend who's uh, right up on the Cape at the moment, and um, he's loving it up there, up around, uh, is it pronounced uh, Weepia? or Weeper. Weeper. Yeah, he's, uh, he's been up there and said, just the community, the people, the vibe up there is just totally different to uh, anything he's used to. Uh, we've had some great trips to Weeper. It's a very, very good fishing spot. So if they would, if they would uh, fix up that bloody road, okay, yeah, they uh, haven't fixed that up yet. I, you did say that. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be. The last time we towed a boat there, we ended up one of the cars, the car that had the passengers in it, it shook its bull bar off. The aluminium bull bar worked hard and fell off. And we got there with no mud guards and a cracked trailer. <laughs> well, you'll you'll love this, Laurie. You can think about him during the week because he's down in Rockhampton at the moment, loading up the caravan to take it up there. Good luck to him. May yeah. God have mercy on his soul. <laughs> he says, "I think I'll be averaging about thirty kilometres an hour." He's had the uh, souped-up uh, suspension put on it to try and get it there. Oh, I just thought uh, I'll pass on that journey. I think. Well, the the bit between Cowan Roadhouse and and the Weeper Turnoff is. Uh, 240 k's of corrugations, and now oh, you've got Archer River Roadhouse. But yeah, once you get once you get to once you turn off into Weeper, you're, you're on bitumen. Once you, but that that last 240 k's, it'll, it'll rattle your teeth out there. Yeah, it'll be a long hike, <laughs> I dare say. Long hike. No, you just, like you say, you just go 30, 40 k's, but it's 
it wears you down. It just it's just this nonstop rattle, you know. And it's it's hard on the car. It's hard on the boat trailer. Yeah, so it'll be hard on his caravan. But once you get there, unbelievably beautiful place. Well, hopefully you're hard on the fish there today when you head out to the dam. I'm going now. I'll see you. <laughs> see you, buddy. Bye-bye. <laughs> the Professor Laurie McAnally joining us on the program. It's 29 after 5. When our son was in hospital on his 10th birthday and you gave him a call to wish him happy birthday, he's just turned 65. Oh, God. So you and I and my wife have been together for a very long time. I mean, honestly, John, you are one of the most non-biased presenters on Australian radio. You always show both sides of the story, and that's why I listen to you. Just want to say thanks for having a space that we can just share our opinions, man. I really appreciate that. Being a, a young fellow myself, I just feel like that voice is going, you know? Just people speaking their minds, man. I just want to say thank you for having a space to do it. Well, that's all right. It's here for you every day, so you don't have to go far, Sam. You can express your point of view here every day of the week if you want to. The John Lewis Show, weekdays from 9am on 2SM. Something wonderful happens when you visit Mildura. The city vibe continues, but the outback's only moments away. Fresh produce is endless, the embers are hotter, and the night skies seem longer. Nature sings, kangaroos graze, and the sun glistens magically on the river. Photos captured and stories told are shared amongst family and friends. So, when you're ready, start your journey with us. Visit mildura.com.au G'day, Merv Hughes here. New Farm's been there for Aussie growers for 100 years. Through prosperity and heartache, drought and flame. Through the unprecedented and through innovation. New Farm's high-quality crop protection products are formulated right here in Australia because Aussie growers are tougher together through choosing Australian. New Farm understands local conditions and the importance for Aussie growers to have the right products at the right time. New Farm, Australian through and through. To learn more, visit newfarm.com.au. With Angel Flight, hundreds of needy, seriously ill Australians don't have to spend painful days on the road. Angel Flight pilots fly them there, free of charge, turning miles into minutes. So please... Support the work of Angel Flight or get involved as a volunteer pilot or driver and help bring blessed relief to people who so desperately need some. A practical, inexpensive Father's Day gift idea is Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel. If you, Dad or someone you know suffers from arthritis or aches and pains, Stiff Sore and Sorry is the present that keeps on giving. Always read the label and use only as directed. If symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. To find the location of your nearest Stiff Sore and Sorry stockists, call Ray on 040 Zero four zero sixty six seventy one three five nine. Two SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. It is 27 to 6 here on High Tide. Grant Boyden and Alan Blake with you this morning. Hey, Blakey, I meant to ask you down in Hobart on business or pleasure? Uh, it's a bit of both. Down here for a couple of days, and then we've got a Yamaha conference on during the week. Oh, nice! So a bit of bit of downtime as well. 
that's it. Yeah, it was nice. Had a nice uh, evening yesterday and watched the Matildas. So uh, that was good. Unfortunately, they didn't get there, but very proud of how far they got in the competition. They exceeded everyone's expectations. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people have been, oh, you know, it's disappointing the government didn't give more money. This, Hey, we're a non, you know, soccer, we'll call it soccer for the fun of it, non-soccer playing nation, and our girls have taken on some of the world's best and, and held their heads up very high. I don't think they've got any reason whatsoever to be disgruntled in any way. I think they've done an amazing job. Did you get out and do any fishing? Not yet. No, he flew in yesterday at lunchtime. Oh, it's a bit cold out here. Where's the dedication, there's mate? Nice, there's some nice fish restaurants down here. There's no problems. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I was to mention to you Brim, Snapper and Drummer, they are the three victims of Peter Johnson yesterday. G'day, PJ. How are you? Yeah, Grandy, how are you? Not too bad. Three nice fish there, brother. No, that's part of the catch, yeah, they're the good, they're the standouts that I sent you, yeah. Oh, oh, not doing too bad. How long were you out for? Uh, hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and I hadn't fished that part before, so I just, I just walked the headland looking for likely looking water. I had a bag of me, um, pre-soaked chicken pellets in there to burly up and, um, second bait, I got that 39 centimetre brim. So I went, yeah, that's good, and um, and then it went a bit quiet. So I walked round to a another puddle hole and um, got a, got the smaller brim that uh, just went legal, well, club legal, twenty seven centimetres. Um, they got him, and then um, I could see some fish breaking out behind the white water, and I didn't I didn't have any lures, and I thought, bugger! So I just cast out and retrieved me bit of prawn rather quickly, and I got a tailor. Oh. And I went, you beauty. And then um, I went to another wash, and after that one died down, and a second cast, I come up tight, and I felt great big head shaking, and I'm going bump, 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 and a bit of run. I said, this feels like a snapper. And um, sure enough, yeah, I got the snapper in, and um, it was starting to get on a bit, and I, I had to get going home, and I was down to my last bait, and I said, that's likely looking pig water, and I threw two handful, my last two handfuls of burley in, and then uh, give it a bit to do. I had my last last prawn, um, so I cut uh, you know cut that into three bits, and um, yeah, lost the first two bits, and the third one come up tight, and I went, oh no, and I knew this was a good pig, and I'm only fishing twelve pound line, and I looked at where I was, and I went, how am I going to get him out of here? And the swell was building, so there was a couple of shoots there, which I managed to um, I, I managed to pull the, um, the, the the pig into that area. And then once I got him out uh, onto a higher ledge, I just sat in there for a while, waited for another wave, and then it came in and, and hit him, and I lifted the same time, and I lifted him up to a higher part of the rock and just left him there. And then um, another set came through. And then I went to lift him, and I just timed it wrong, and he went all the way back to the bottom again. I thought, oh, I'm going to lose this fish, you know. And uh, <laughs> I had to start all over again, and he was revitalised in the white water, so I just took him straight to the last shoot I was on, and another good set just came up, put him up on that high ledge again, and then I waited for another set, and I just lifted him up over a little over a little peak and into a sort of a crater, and I just climbed down and um, grabbed him with a wet rag, and that was that big... Big drummer that I had, and he's a very good fish, four hundred and sixty 
you were fishing an area you hadn't fished before, the rocks. What's the advice to people? What should they look for when they're going to those sort of areas? Uh, well, I, 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 I knew I was two hours before the bottom of the tide. So I knew the tide was receding, so the water level was going to recede. And what that does is it makes the waves break further out on the shallower reefy boulders. So you sit and watch the area for a good 20 minutes before you start fishing, eh? That way you can um, just have a look and say, what's going on here? Um, you watch how the, the wave breaks and you watch where the water runs away from. And that way you can sort of plan an escape route if you do get caught. Um, luckily enough, I was fishing, I was fishing, you know, like about 10, 11 foot up off the water's edge. And um, I was fishing my wetsuit with my spiked boots. But um, what I did um, was I take my spray jacket with me and um, uh, everything everything's uh, all good to go uh, in case I get um, soaked by the big spray that comes up. Um, but like I said, 20 minutes, you get to watch the pattern of the waves. You get to see where they're breaking. And that way, when the sets come through, you, you generally find the last wave of the set's going to be... Um, the one that'll get you because it's got more water in front of it, so it'll reach higher up the rocks. So always sit and watch a strange spot for at least twenty minutes. Yeah, same as same same practice as when you're going to cross a bar. You you sit back, you watch a couple of sets come through before you 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 try and go down onto the rock. It's a smart play, yeah, and of course, well, dress appropriately. Having a wetsuit on is not a silly idea. Well, a three mil steamer full. Um, Long arm, long leg steamer. Um, it's got a lot of buoyancy in it mm-hmm. as well, but it keeps you warm because that wind yesterday, you get wet and you get that wind on, it doesn't take long to get into a hypothermic condition. True. But, um, yeah, so I just I just looked and I said, well, these are likely looking spots. And and normally what i found in some of these um, wasp pools that if there's a brim about, he'll be the first thing to grab it, to grab your bait. And sure enough, that happened twice. Um, and then when you start catching the, the the rock kales and the kelpies and the you know the crimson banded rasses and all that, you know there's nothing of quality in that area, so you move on. You burly up the next next wash, and then once once you start to get the the, the quality bites, you know the fish are there, and the burly does draw them on. But see, I, I go down, I take a dozen hooks, a dozen mixed sinkers. Um, uh, a, a large Ziploc bag with um, pre-soaked chicken pellets in it and 200 grams of headless king prawns and I get three baits out of the king prawns and you take a dozen prawns with you so you know, you're going to get 36 baits and that's enough for a couple of hours fishing. Yeah. And uh, we did that. But anyway, I'll, I'll see how I go with the weigh-in this afternoon when I get down there. So, um, they, I, I your recipe on lobsters now, don't I? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Well, I'll do my garlic pepper. Oh, sorry. I should explain to Blakey. Blakey, yesterday, uh, yes. PJ was on. He went out with a lobster trap, and for the first time in recorded history, we've rung Ripley's Believe It or Not, he didn't get anything. No, that's all right. That happens. No, and yeah. he gave good reason for it, too. You've got to soak them and, you know, allow the environment to soak into the line so that the uh, lobsters aren't turned off. But in preparation for when he gets a couple, we, we've tried to hit him up for a lobster re- recipe for today. <laughs> good. 
You know what else I've done yesterday? I grabbed a couple of big handfuls of kelps that washed up. Yeah. And bubble weed. I took it home and I've wrapped my traps in them. Love the way you think. Just so the cane takes in that taste of the, the, the scent of the, the kelp, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, all right, so what I do is whenever I get a lobster, okay, when, when you buy a cooked lobster, they're nice and curled and tight. So what that means is you've killed that lobster before you've cooked it. If you buy a lobster and the tail falls, that means the lobster died of natural causes or, or whatever before you... Um, before you're cooking. So the best way to, to, to do that is to get a 20-litre bucket, fill it full of water, fresh tap water, put your lobster in head first and put a wet hessian bag over the top of that bucket. And that will drown your lobster in 20 minutes because there's no salt, he tends to drown in the fresh water. Um, if there's still a little bit of movement in the ice stalks, just give him another 10 minutes. Once there's no response on the ice stalks, you know he's dead. So then what I'll do is I will then um, pull the, the head off the, the tail and, and crack the, the tail open from the bottom side and I'll get the green meat out and I'll cut it up into medallions and then in the wok I'll have some um, some butter or some ghee, my fresh squeezed garlic and about two to three cloves of fresh garlic and a teaspoon spoonful of cracked black pepper and I'll and I, and I, I, I bring that to a flush fry in the ghee and once the garlic and the peppers combine then I throw the lobster medallions around and stir it around through the wok and um, you'll notice it goes from uh, from that uh, cleary um, greeny colour to the opaque and once once you see the the, the, the the whiteness is right through, which only takes about 40 seconds to a minute when you stir fry like that, yeah. then let it sit there in the bottom of the wok, slowly stirring the, the pepper and the, and the garlic through and serve that up. And you can serve it up with some bok choy and some oyster sauce or you can do it on a rice pilaf and just enjoy that. It does sound awesome, and I've got to admit, I'm the I'm the glutton for punishment. I keep saying, "Stop talking about food." at, you know six know, o'clock in the I morning, know. and then I ask for recipes and, and get salivating. <laughs> yeah, well, this recipe is so quick and easy to do. Yeah, and and the, and the other recipe, which is my old favourite, is I cut the lobster lengthways in half when he's green, a butter, garlic, and a dash of white uh, wine on it. And, and fill the fill the cavity above the legs with um, with the butter and garlic, and then rub butter and garlic mixture through the flesh. Spritz the uh, the white wine over it, and then in an oven or on your barbecue with indirect heat from the barbecue. So have the heat up one end of the the barbecue, and you have your lobsters sitting with their shell down and the meat up. The other end, close the lid twenty minutes at about 180 degrees and pull it out and you've got the lobster that's cooked in its own juice with the butter, garlic and a dash of white wine. Well, we'll be up there for dinner, Blakey and I. Um, we're we're looking right. forward to getting up there and trying a bit of this. Mate, thanks so much for your time this morning. That's all right. I've got plenty of time. I'm still here sitting here waiting for trailers to turn up. Oh. Now and now late. How so much fun's that? 
Oh, lots of fun. <laughs> See you, PJ. We'll look forward to catching up with you next week. Peter Johnson there with uh, not only his fish report, but (laughs) some salivating food as well. We're going to take a break on the other side of this break. We're going to catch up with Mike from The Complete Angler and uh, find out how fishing's been around the Sydney area. You're listening to High Tide, Grant Boyden and Alan Blake with you today. Kieran Ricky on The Sick List. When Damien volunteers to help, he really means it. Flood, storm, search and rescue. He'll be there alongside other state emergency service volunteers. Right now, SES volunteers are urgently needed. And it isn't just about saving lives. There are also support roles that can help you build professional skills while helping the community. Can you see yourself in orange? Google SES today. Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1-800-805-366 or go to view.org.au. If you need help with repairs or maintenance to your strata unit or your commercial building, Network Construction Services could save you a hell of a lot of time and, believe me, a lot of money as well. You might want assistance with things like waterproofing or concrete cancer repairs, which can be a curse. You can find out more by going to networkconstructionservices.com.au or, better still, you can talk to Steve on the telephone if you want to. 98085673. Got it? 98085673. Coming home, coming home. Hi, Mark Taylor here. This year I'm celebrating 25 years with Fujitsu. Get a digital prepaid MasterCard worth up to $450 with any eligible Fujitsu air conditioner. Plus, go in a draw to win a share of $250,000. Come home to Fujitsu Comfort. It's Australia's favourite air. Purchase eligible model by 31st July 23. Claim by 29 September 23. Retain receipts. Permits New South Wales TP02527 ACT TP2300451 SAT223327. T's and C's and exclusions apply. See website. Buying or selling a business? Looking at buying or selling a franchise? Having difficulty recovering monies owing to you? Need an employment agreement reviewed or drafted? These are all the things that the experts in our commercial team at Bryden's Lawyers can assist you with. Contact Bryden's Lawyers today on 1800 848 848. Or visit brydens.com.au to book an appointment. Go with the lawyers that you know and trust. Brydens Lawyers, we do support you with your commercial law needs. There is no better venue for weddings in Western Sydney than Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. With a beautifully appointed clubhouse overlooking their picturesque 18th green, Twin Creeks can turn your get-together, party or celebration into a memorable special occasion. Do yourself a favour and find out about having your wedding or other group function at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Go to twincreeksgolf.com.au or phone Twin Creeks Friendly Function Staff on 9670 8888. Listen to 2SM online, 2SMSuperNetwork.com. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could well, welcome back to High Tide. Time to check out how things have been fishing, not only in our enclosed waters, but off the coast. And to do that, we head off to the Complete Angler. G'day, Mike. How are you this morning? 
Ah, very good guys yourselves. Not too bad. Been a bit all over the shop with the weather. It was beautiful oh, yeah. early on in the week, and then the winds picked up, and, and this yes. weekend there's still a little bit of wind around. So what can you yes. recommend? Yes. Yeah, well, look, it's been still pretty good. Probably the highlight this week, it's been really interesting. There's been a few things happening, but obviously the snapper run off Sydney is starting to, you know, probably peak, I suppose, you know, because there's, there's definitely a lot more fish around on them offshore reefs. Um, again, more in that deeper water. It seems to be this year um, there's not much action in the shallows. You've, you've got to be fishing deeper water. That 50 to 80 metre line seems to be the place where people are getting the big numbers of the snapper anyway uh, and, and consistent numbers. And there's some good fish. There's like a lot of the fish are in that 60 centimetre size. There's a couple of bigger ones. Um, a lot of panties as well too, a lot of, like a lot of smaller fish in that 40 to 50 as well. Um, but it's been really good. It's been it's def- definitely picked up, and I think we're probably at its peak time now. Um, there's plenty of bycatch as well too. There's been plenty of leather jackets, not in the annoying way where they're biting you off, and <laughs> plenty of moies and flatties and stuff like that as well. And and again, the same thing with reports. We're getting them up and down the coast, so it doesn't matter what like system you're coming out of. Um, we're getting good, consistent reports from all the systems. So it's, we're having just a good season for the snapper. So plenty of reports down Balambi, like that's a really hot pl- place for Sydney siders uh, to head down. But Long Reef's been really good, and East Reef as well too, if you're off, you know, all, out of the Hallsbury Way. So I've had good reports up and down the coast, so it's, it's been really good. Um, and 50's and- not bad, because 50's not far off the coast. Yeah, it is a little bit deeper, but the, the deeper water is a little bit more yeah, different to fish. Um, like it's hard to set up a burly stream and, and send float baits down. You've got to fish a little bit more differently. You've got to fish heavier sinkers and more paternoster rig styles. But look, that's where the fish are. There hasn't been much in the shallows, so it's just what, one of the. And what would you recommend, Mike? If you're if you're going to drop down, uh, say say you're out at the fifty mark and you've got to drop yep. down, would would yep. you be using your, your GPS uh, uh, electric motor, or would you would you let it uh, drift until you got to the bottom at least? Oh, no, if you can hold, like normally when we fish a reef, we'll use the sounder to kind of find the edge of the reef. Yeah. Um, so you don't really want to be on top of it because you tend to catch a lot of the oogly googs and bits and pieces. You want them snapper that are on and they tend to hunt on them edges. You do get them on the top, don't get me wrong, but you, you, the edges are the way to go. So we'll use our sounder to locate the edge of the reef and then we'll kind of just figure out which way we're drifting. And we just want a, a generally a very slow drift if you're going to be fishing them deeper areas. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you've got an electric motor, that's awesome. The other best thing and, and a really cheap thing to get is a really good sea anchor. Um, and, and generally, you want a really big parachute style of sea anchor to really slow your drift down because um, it is really important. If, if you're drifting too quick, you, you just cannot peak bottom in, in that top depth of water. So yeah. it, is, it, it is very important to have that correctly set up. Um, but, yeah, generally you're using like a paternoster rig or just a sinker running down onto like a set of gang hooks or um, that type of rig is, is very popular at the moment. But um, yeah, that's what you want to do at the moment. And, and the other thing to keep in mind, too, if, if you are going to be heading out there, there's a lot of, like, this is the time years, this is peak time for your John Dory as well. Like, they're a real tasty critter, um, and you tend to pick them up now. Um, so it's not a bad idea even to put a live bait out, whether you catch, you know, a small yellowtail or a, they, they tend to like really small bait fish. So, yeah, they're a bit particular. The bigger bait fish won't get destroyed, but it's a really good thing to put it out as well, too, as you're drifting along on the edges as well. So, um, yeah. 
so the offshore fishing's been really good. Same as the Kings as well. It's been a little quieter this week, but I think it's more lack of participation, to be honest, because we've had yeah. a few of the char- charter guys, and they've been doing really well. They've been getting fish into that 80, 90-centimetre size. Um, again, live baits have been the key. Um, and and on, the, on the good front of that, live baits have been pretty easy to get out of the harbour and botany and, and the hacking as well too, all the systems actually. It's been pretty easy. There's been lots of slimies around, lots of yellowtail, lots of squid. So, um, you know, it looks like it's going to be a really good season as well too ongoing from that. Um, and the other thing too that it's been really interesting is the Yellowfin and Marlin reports. It's been such an interesting week on the game front for Sydney Siders. Um, the the, the uh, satellite image of the current has just really changed. We've got two currents that are just merging and it's just perfect. We're getting these fantastic eddies. And I think the next week it's going to be really interesting to see what's happening because um, there's been it's been pretty consistent reports this whole week of Yellowfin getting caught. Um, they've been in that 25 to 40 kilo mark. So not huge, but still decent sized fish and a lot of striped marlin around as well. So it's been really exciting, that side of things. And it's gone a little bit under the radar. A lot of people have forgotten about Yellowfin and it's the guys that have been out there have been doing really, really well. So... Yeah, offshore scene's been really good. Um, in the estuaries, it's still been pretty similar for winter. Like, it's still quite cold. Um, again, the water temp's still um, – sorry, the water temp's very um, cold, and obviously it's very clear as well. So Luderick have been really good still, and it's been reports up and down. Harbour's been awesome, particularly Middle Harbour, pit water, the hacking. Um, we're getting really good reports from that systems, all the nice clean systems. Um, as I said, it's been a little bit quiet. Like, the bay and the harbour in general's been a bit quiet. There are a few Trevallian flatties around, but it has been a little bit tough on that side of things. But it's typical winter. You've got to work a little bit harder. Um, but the fish have been good. There's still been some quality flatties getting caught, and the brim have been big as well, same as the whiting as well. Um, and there's also some still them school dew fish around as well. So um, it's typical winter style of fishing. You've got, to, you've got to fish a little bit smarter with burly and light line this time of year. Um, so that's been quite interesting. And we also had some feedback. I don't know if you remember a couple of weeks ago, we caught a couple of tag dew fish. So yeah. we, had the, we had fisheries get back to us with uh, the location of that, which was really interesting. One of them was only cooked... 44 days ago, um, and it grew three centimetres in that. So, um, and the other one went all the way from Nowra, got released in Nowra, and all the way ended up in the Georges River, which is really interesting. So um, it just shows that they travel. You, know, you can release them and they'll survive. Um, and that second fish was a restocked, was a, a restocked fish, actually. So that's our fisheries money, uh, our fishing licence money going to good use. So um, that's really good, interesting information that's come back. Mm. And, and the same as the beach and rocks as well, too. It's been like lots of big salmon around. Uh, it's been the main thing. Um, and there's some nice tailor too. Some of the tailor have been really good that have been getting caught. Uh, again, few and far between. I wouldn't say it's going crazy, but there's enough out there to keep you keen. Um, and off the rocks too, really good time to be chasing stuff like your groper and your drummer as well. It's perfect time of year for it. And we've had reasonably good conditions. Has been a little bit bumpy, but um, there's been some safe conditions. And the forecast looks good for next week as well. So. Yeah, always something happening. Yeah, there was a fair bit happening out on Pitwater last Saturday, just off Portuguese Bay. There's a there's a little hole. It only drops down mm. about five feet or so. But oh yeah. gee, you couldn't get you couldn't get more boats in that that hole trying to fish. Yeah. Uh, they were just going mad, and it looked like they. I didn't see what they were pulling up because I was too far away. But uh, there was plenty of action going on board the boat. So yeah. it, even though the weather can be a little bit cooler this time of year, it's tipping. It's Still worth getting out there and having a bit of a play. Uh, definitely, definitely. It has been a very good winter fishing loss. It's been very good. So, and we're only probably a month away before we're into spring again. So, it's crazy, isn't it? It it's is. Just it ludicrous. is ludicrous. Yeah, How are things been short. at the shop? Busy? 
Yeah, really good. And a lot of the, the new toys are starting to arrive as well, too, from all the uh, – obviously, we had our trade show about a couple of weeks ago now, two weeks, three weeks ago now, I think it was. So a lot of the new toys are starting to arrive in store, and there's some really cool little products that are coming through, which we'll probably talk about next week, actually. Oh, so, um, some, some, I love some, toys. Good, good little innovation. Oh, yeah, plenty of toys, plenty yeah, of toys. So. Uh, awesome. <laughs> so if people want to get in contact with you or want to pop out to the shop, how do they go about doing it, Mike? Yeah, so come and see us at uh, 938 Woodville Road, Villawood. I spend most of my time out there um or come into the city store um in the third floor in the dimox building um you can come up there and say hello always a pleasure to catch up with you mike thanks so much for your time no drama guys enjoy